Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the pod. Get the Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh. We got Diego back with us today for uh, another episode of Clone Wars Talk. Uh, we got the next two episodes on the list, finishing off the Geonosis arc, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, if you can draw your attention to the description of the podcast, we've changed our format, and uh, now uh, it's got hyperlinks. You can just uh, smash those links down there, and it'll take you to either the Disney Plus app, where you can watch the episode, or uh, StarWars.com, where you get the uh, webpage uh, of uh, additional content regarding that episode uh, in the timeline. So, let's go meet up Diego, shall we? Another happy landing. Welcome back. Yeah, no problem. So we just, yeah, we just, uh, we just watched um, one of the episodes here. We got um, uh, Legacy of Terror and uh, Brain Invaders. So the last two episodes of uh, the Geonosis arc, and uh, you know, I'd say they're you know they're pretty good. Um, they were. Um, there's enough stuff to talk about here, so I mean, we'll do a bit of a micro episode. But um, yeah, what what did you like? Kind of want to start off with amongst like um, kind of what we saw. Well, in this uh, in the first one we just watched here, um, it I guess it'd be the third episode in this arc. Uh, you notice uh, a speed of resemblance, kind of similar to the ones on Return of the Jedi, um, but. I noticed that they're they're not like the exact same shape kind of like in that scene where they're traveling and they're in the desert kind of thing yeah and um yeah like the the return of the jedi ones are like a little more basic looking they're not as fancy as these ones we see yeah no like, but yeah the return of the jedi ones are a little more kind of skeletal uh those are the ones that the simple. uh yeah and those are the those are the bikes uh with the the scout troopers, right? The ones that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. The brown ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the Republic, Oops, I think sorry. it's the Republic Bark Speeder is what it's called. B-A-R-C yeah. uh, model. Uh, those uh, are a little more kind of bulky. They definitely have uh, a slightly more less, well, a less lean look to them, you know, as yeah. it, almost as if like they're definitely more for the military rather than kind of zipping around. 
Uh, whereas like the ones from Return of the Jedi, those are like really kind of lean, simple, sle- yeah, simple, straight, like nothing. Yeah, also kind of cheap, which is yeah. which is a hundred percent just Empire, right? Yeah. Like yeah. everything's just cheap. It's like big mass production, cheap, not about thousands quality. Of them made. Yeah, thousands of them made, all yeah. the same, nothing special, right? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, another couple points found in this episode, uh, we find uh, Luminar's hilt. Uh, and Plo Koon's hilt, they're actually both very similar, and you actually find both those hilts on Saber Forge and Ultra Sabers. There are two websites you can, you know, buy dual ready lightsabers and stuff. But uh, it was interesting to see that they actually like they're as far as their lightsabers goes, the hilt is pretty much the same. Yeah, like, it it looks pretty similar, and yeah. it, you know, funnily enough, um, I think like there's definitely a standard amongst like lightsaber designs within the Jedi order. Like there, like there seems to be this thing about, uh, those cones on the bottom, you know, like yeah, the, the pommels. Yeah. Cause even like Darth Maul's lightsaber had one on each end and, yeah. and even, uh, Ray's lightsaber at the end of the saga, her yellow lightsaber, like mm-hmm. even that has something very similar, her staff that she uses to, to kind of make one there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so you can actually buy those on Ultra Sabers. And Saber Forge. And, and Saber Forge, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ultra uh, Sabers is like, I don't know, I, I, I like, I don't personally have a Saber Forge myself. I, like, I only have a Ultra Sabers one, but like they're, I'd say Ultra Sabers is more like a starters dual one. More but budget. Like, more budget, starter, like still still pretty decent yep. for what you get. But like, uh, I know for me, my next one is going to be from Saber Forge just because of the hilts they... They definitely spend a little bit more time on them, on the little details. That's why they're, you know, just a higher starting price. Yeah. 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 Um, a couple more things I noticed. Um, there's that scene where they're in that underneath, underneath uh, underground cave. I can't talk. Um, they're in that underground cave and they're making their way towards the queen there. Um, and Obi-Wan, <laughs> it's kind of funny. He, he, points to like a crowd of troopers right and he says all right you two go this way and there's like 18 of them so i, I don't know why <laughs> all he just, says all just two. looking at him all right you two go that way and it doesn't even point <laughs> yeah yeah totally totally um they uh they're in this cave uh like fighting these geonosian creatures and they're but they're they're not alive they're they're dead and they're zombie like now but they're being controlled by a queen who has these eggs that they hatch and it's like a little worm comes out of them. Yeah, it's super gross. Yeah, like this worm hatches out of these eggs and takes over the minds of like, you know, dead Geonosians or whoever. Yeah. Uh, and then uses that as a host. It's kind it's kind of similar to um uh Alien versus Predator AVP. Yeah, for like sure. Yeah. The, the mini tongue comes out or like just when they hatch into a new host, like it's a little creature hatches out of the egg, finds a host, then turns that into a an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually funny, funny enough, the queen looks very, very similar to the queen from AVP. Hmm. Uh, have you seen? AVP? I've seen, I've seen AVP. Yeah. yeah. But like, actually the first time I watched AVP was with you. Was it? Yeah, probably. It was at your place. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, we're in like grade five or something like that probably it was it was like definitely prior to like the age limit on that film 
<laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, that was, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, when I saw that scene with the queen and she's speaking with Obi-Wan and Anakin, like, yeah. just thought instantly right to AVP. So, um, yeah, on that one, that's pretty much all I noticed. Nothing, t- nothing crazy. So yeah, and this was, um, um, this was, uh, oh, wait, wait a moment. Which one is, oh, uh, the legacy of terraps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the one thing, uh, one thing I picked up on was a, a little more bantering between Anakin and Obi Wan. Uh, yeah. Kind of funny stuff. Um, but um, yeah, um, I think what um, what I really wanted to actually get into about this episode a little bit more is uh, Poggle. So like Poggle the Lesser, his relationship, because like the last time we really see the guy in like a prominent kind of position because he's popped up through the show before like a couple times but um you know a lot of people don't aren't really sure like who poggle is like like what is poggle right like you know he's the guy that kind of stands up in front of the whole geonosian arena when anakin and obi-wan and padme are strapped to those pillars and he's like, he, uh, he's like, settle down, settle down. And then he's like, all right, let the games begin. And then they all kind of go, and, you know, they, they freak out. And uh, he's he's like on, uh, he's working with Dooku, but he's also, you know, like doing his own thing with the Death Star plans and like kind of like gives those to Dooku as well. Like, so the Geonosians are kind of also behind the, the schematics of the Death Star. Um and, uh, you know, and then now we see him with this, like, queen person, you know, like, it's kind of like, sometimes it's hard to, like, keep track of, like, what he actually is. Um, and uh, he's actually, um, like, an archduke um, of, of Geonosia. So uh, what we got in this episode was, like, the native term for Geonosis, uh, which they refer, did you hear the queen? say that it was like uh, the like the great geonosia or whatever right Mm -hmm. so i was like oh that's kind of interesting like that kind of stuck out to me that's always stuck out to me a little bit um and then um the fact that like poggle even though he's kind of like on the he's in the he's like amongst the circle of like the confederacy of independent systems because geonosis is like a large supporter of that um movement um but uh poggle is kind of like senator almost like he's kind of the guy that represents genosis to the separatist alliance but um on behalf of what we now know is like the queen of geonosia uh which is also like the you know the queen of like this hive which also has these you know zombified genosian bugs like you know being mind controlled by her right by these little parasite worm things yeah exactly yeah um and uh it's a bit of a like a hint um that going forward it's not going to matter for a very long time like not in, at least until either Re- i think it's either rebels or or maybe some of the star wars comics that um uh the darth vader comics but um the queen obviously i i believe she has to be alive for that mind control thing to work because they're all kind of attached to a host uh similar to how in the phantom menace like all the battle droids were kind of like programmed to feed off of like the central control computer right which anakin blows up and then all the battle droids kind of you know stop working right yeah so like all these zombie gene oceans i believe are kind of mentally tied to this queen right so even though the cave collapses and everything i'm pretty sure she's still alive down there and um this 
later gets kind of confirmed in the Darth Vader comics. Like they give her this like cyborg kind of body where she's kind of, she keeps producing eggs, but she needs like all this tech and stuff to like stay alive. Hmm. And then I, I think Vader just finishes her off or something hmm. like that, like kills her somehow or whatever. Um, but uh, it's really funny because like, Anakin is Darth Vader, right? Spoiler. <laughs> and, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> no way. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, it's funny. to it, Well, it's interesting to know that, like, Anakin is now... This is the first time that he meets the queen, right? Like, being down in this lair. And then later on in his life, he ends up, like, literally just straight up killing this this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's kind of an interesting little connection there, you cool. know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. There was there might have been something else, but uh, I can't think of it at the moment. So, what do you got for the next one? Uh, the next one. So the mind controllers. Um, uh, well, it, with that last point you made, where she's alive and Vader kills her, I was I put I wrote down here where that egg come from, but it makes sense. Like if if she has to be alive, then obviously that egg, you know, somehow it caught out of the cave during that um you know explosion right so yeah so like you were saying like that egg probably with all the rumble and the rocks probably just shot up and there was one mm-hmm. and then this egg hatches a little parasite comes out gets into one of the troopers nose takes over him they go onto the ship at this point they're in space uh and this trooper that's now infected uh goes into a room where all the other troopers are kind of sleeping and relaxing. And then he places down four eggs, another four eggs um, that he took before they boarded the ship. Um, They hatch, they take over the minds of these four troopers and then it's kind of a vicious cycle and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. And up until one point, like, you know, almost half the ship is infected. yeah including um what's your nuts luminar's apprentice oh uh, barris yeah barris yeah um she gets infected um uh, a couple other things uh there's this one scene where we've got barris and um ahsoka tano they're walking through the ship and just kind of the ship um uh like the walkways they look super similar if not identical to uh, the opening scenes of uh, episode four Um, Mm. that just that popped into my head as soon as i saw it um another thing um when those security shields go up like when they um um oh like the 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 ray shield doors the security the the security shields they go up that thing kind of just reminds me of episode one when Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul are fighting. And then Anakin is, or sorry, not Anakin. Obi-Wan is kind of like, you know, he, he goes to fight them. Oh, yeah. And, and he's he got the multiple, the multiple ratio doors. Yeah. yeah. He gets stuck behind and he sees them fight for a little bit. Then they open. He goes back in. He's stuck. And then he eventually sees Qui-Gon die. Yeah, you think one door would be enough, but yeah. it's like, no, we got to have like eight. Now yeah. it's secure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Just in case. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see, a little bit later in the episode. So Anakin is going, 
uh, towards the, their Geonosian leader, trying to get information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he goes to use a classic Jedi mind trick. And then the uh, translator droid that they have beside them uh, says, um, "Oh, he would yeah. say your pitiful, your pitiful mind tricks don't work on Geonosians or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of see Anakin kind of yeah, like he, think he about goes, uh, "I don't need my tricks to yeah. get you to talk." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, kind of like it starts force choking him. And, yeah, yeah. And it's it's cool. It's cool to see that because as he's walking into where he's kind of detained uh he looks to the guards he says leave us very similar in the in the tone of voice where in episode three yoda comes in sees palpatine and then palpatine says to the guards leave us and then um or no no oh you're talking about when no. uh vader and luke yes like walk yes, in sorry. on return of the jedi sorry, because yoda yeah. kind of throws him against the wall and um manhandles him and then they but i i know what you mean though like like he he has like when he walks down the hallway with his arms behind his back it's very like vader like and plus you hear the theme a little bit in the yeah background. you you can hear the yeah. vader theme in the background yeah yeah and uh it reminded me of empire strikes back when the falcon gets away and he's walking down the bridge of the star destroyer to the window and like in a, and away from the window he's got his arms kind of behind his back a little bit and and he's just kind of like really like pissed off mm-hmm. right and <clears throat> and uh and you see the same kind of characteristic about Anakin as he walks because somebody somebody got away, right? And he was after Luke. He got away. And and now he, Anakin, here he is uh, trying to, you know, get after his apprentice and who is missing and on this ship that's in danger. And, uh, you know, and he, here he is like on a mission kind of thing and doing the exact same thing, walking down the hallway, arms behind his back, Vader music in the background. And and then he just very like swiftly looks at the clones, okay, leave us. Like goes in and then just pulls off the least Jedi reaction to, you know, the this situation. Like like just starts uh, going all angry, starts to torture him to get the information out of him. And you know what's the worst part about this, which like for him, for his sake, is that he gets the results. Right. And and later on, like Kiati Mundi and Luminara and Obi-Wan, they're like, what? Like you interrogated him? Like, how did you get the information? And he's like, doesn't matter. Like, you know, like this is how we do, you know, this is how we stop the worms. Right. Um, so he just kind of shrugs it off. And then everyone's just kind of like, uh, all right, whatever, yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, like we trust something him. happened. We don't know. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, it might, something sketchy, but let's let it go. Like, we yeah. trust him kind of thing. And, uh, but, you know, he gets his results and, and for Anakin, that's a good thing, right? Like, cause he's the guy with the mission. He's the guy that needs to like get the job done, you know, and that's, that's what his whole thing is about. Like, it's about just like, we just got to get the job done. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what he's actually kind of known for in the Clone Wars, it, you know, and if you've been like watching the show with us until this point, like, you know, you'll probably notice that like the 501st Legion and Anakin Skywalker are kind of like the guys that kind of go in, get the job done and, you know, everybody goes home kind of thing. Right. So that's kind of his thing. So, um, you know, naturally like, um, he's always like what Obi-Wan says in this episode is just like thinking with his lightsaber, you know, aggressive negotiations. (laughs) It's kind of the first time we really see him kind of, we kind of see Anakin like, um, go that route but like you said he he got the results and then it's kind of like oh now he he's seen what doing it that way 
gets him. So it's like, oh, well, I can use this force. And I do get results. And it kind of, he gets yeah, it's attached easy. to that. It's easy. Like, it's, it's quick. Easy. It's, it's easy, easy. quick. Yeah. And he, he, see, he seems to like that. Um, yeah, which is definitely not the Jedi way. Oh, right? of course, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we there's a little glimpse of Tong Wee. Um not not actually Tong Wee, but the, the Oh same, just a Camino and Yeah, just uh another a another Camino dog. Yeah, so it's that interesting. From um, episode two. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, uh yeah, the Caminoans, uh it, it it's nice to see that like the Caminoans are still at this point in time, they're still involved with the production of clones, right? It's just yeah. like a good reminder. That like the 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 Camino is always producing more clones, right? Because we we did get like a brief look at that at the beginning of the show, um, and we had the story thread of a plan to um, attack Camino, which uh, still hasn't happened yet. But that's kind of been hinted at at the beginning of the show there, um, and uh, that um, you know like the the clones are like the Republic's property, right? Like they are no worse than slaves like they're, they've been born into a war that means nothing to them you know they they never lived in this galaxy before they were born uh you know or outside a test tube right like they all live a very sad life and and like you know when you when their doctor is one of the creatures that they hate so much right um because the clones don't like the communities at all no they're badly treated by them and uh, you know they're raised by an alien race, basically, like the and and robots, right? Like like that's nowhere to live, and uh, and so like when you see like one of these medical centers for the for the clones, and uh, he's like, yeah, Kit Fistle's on board, yeah, like there's some clone doctor ish people, uh, but the kind of the head honcho doctor in charge there is a Kaminoan, right? Because like these are creatures that are like things that like they have made as property right yeah so it's like oh yeah of course you'd have somebody representing the company that's like you know or the the planet that's like making you know these these um clones you know for uh for the republic right so um yeah interesting note on that um now that you mention it the the clones in the movies as far as like how we see them just you know day to day like how they conduct themselves like they're very you know clone like very robotic you know very like they're soldiers and that's kind of follow orders yeah they follow orders and they just do what they're told that's you know that's what they do but in um in the show we do see a lot more of uh individuality with every clone like yes they still follow orders and yes they are still very robotic but like you start to see that particular clones that you see all the time like they do have a sense of personality they are not just you know solely clones and robotic like yeah so it's an interesting note yeah for sure like and and i love how um because these clones are working with the jedi right and like the jedi well at least anakin he's a very he's a very attached person right yes so like rex is kind of like his buddy buddy right <laughs> like him and rex are like kind of close pals because i love how you know like obi-wan is just like okay you gotta relax you know i know this thing is going on like with with this you know soka ship and everything but we just gotta like trust her to kind of handle the situation like let's go you know over here and discuss plans or whatever 
Um, and then Anakin like kind of looks over Rex. He's like, yeah, if you hear anything about Ahsoka, just, you know, like, let me know, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like, hey, keep your ears open, will you? Like, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I like, <laughs> I like how he kind of like looks over at Rex and he's like kind of whispering in his ears. He's like, Hey, just keep your ears open. All right. If she calls, let me know. Yeah. Um, very, and, very uh, yeah, like yeah. As if he's like, not as if he's breaking the rules, just like, you know, saying it, but, yeah. uh, but you know, he, he's just like, Rex is just kind of like, like they're pals and like he also follows orders but i think at this point it's safe to say that anakin is like befriended a lot of the clones and a lot of the clones have kind of like you know become uh what you know rex refers to as his his brothers right like because yeah. uh the clones like th like they're like a family right like they kind of um uh i mean they give each other names and uh they they as we've seen so far like a lot of them have added customizations to their armor um, because you know, and that's the saddest some thing about yeah, some of them, yeah, some of them tattoos on their face, right? Yeah. Like they uh, don't want to look like every other, like they feel different. It's almost like a twin, right? Yeah. Like if you were to look at twins, um, you know, they look the same, but like each one of them is very different than one another, right? And even though they have the same voice and they look the same, whatever, uh, they all have their own hobbies, like they. You know, and a lot of these things might be the same. Like they might share a lot of the same interests, but um, they're two very different people, right? So, um, you know, if one of them were to get married, it's not like if they died, like oh yeah, the spouse just you know marries the other one because they they're exactly the same, yeah, right? Yeah. Like this this doesn't work that way. Like yeah. they're all very different, and there's thousands of them, right? Um, and you know, this makes me think of Boba Fett. Like, how does Boba Fett feel? with all these clones running about the galaxy with his dad's face. Yeah. Right. Like it totally. would be an eternal nightmare for that kid. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and like the show uh, does get into a little bit about Boba Fett further down the line, mm -hmm. which I actually really love the clone wars for the clone wars is really awesome. It doesn't only just add so much depth to the clones, but it also enriches like the relationships between the Jedi. It deafens the plot and the corruption in the Senate. And it also gives us the inside picture of like some of the underworld as well, like like what's going on with the bounty hunters, like what's going on on the uh, the separatist side of things, like like with the Sith and everything, right? Like what's Ventress's story, right? Like like there's so many little kind of like inside stories into like this and that and this and that that like the show actually gets into. Um, it's not a hundred percent just focused on uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. Mo like it is at the moment like most of the time it's about them but um and ahsoka but but like as we go along you'll notice that um now we've been introduced to like a lot more characters right so now we've met luminar on dually barazofi we got to know them quite a bit now kip fisto's just popped up again um you know like we're we're seeing a lot more kind of color in like the different character casts that we that we got mm -hmm. so that's kind of interesting there as well yeah. Um, one uh, one last thing. Um, I didn't write this down, but I I just remembered it. Um, you remember at the end of this episode when Ahsoka Tano is uh, talking to Anakin about how she felt when she was asked by uh, Luminara's apprentice to kill her because she's been taken over and like they're in that in that little cockpit in the ship and like the pipes yep. are blasting, mm -hmm. you know, coolant everywhere, and. Uh, it kind of cuts away to the next scene, but after the apprentice says to Ahsoka, Hey, kill me, you know, and you can see she's in agony because of this, you know, oh, Barris. 
yeah, Barris, yeah. when she uh, when she says kill me to Ahsoka, and you know she, she you can clearly tell she doesn't want to be you know have her mind taken over, right? And then it just cuts away to another scene as Ahsoka just kind of does a swipe with her lightsaber, and at that point I'm like, oh okay, maybe then maybe she just killed someone, but then she talks about it with Anakin later and says you know like. Um, did I do the right thing? And she's uh, super concerned about what she wanted to do. And yeah, because she could have risked everybody's yeah. life by sparing the person that she cared about, right? Totally, totally. And um, it's funny because Anakin says, oh, you, you did the right thing and, you know, we all get attached, but that's one of the things we have to learn to face. But he's saying all of the, all of the right things to his apprentice, Ahsoka, but he literally just chokes out uh, their Geonosian leader, right? So yeah. I, just, I always found that. Funny. Well, and you know what I also found interesting is he ends that little conversation by saying you acted on your instincts, right? Yeah. Like, like that, like he was like enforcing the fact that acting on his on their on her instincts was a lot more wise than um, acting on a code. Yeah. Right. And that really stuck out to me because Anakin is one of those wild cards that literally acts on his feelings and on his instincts right and this goes all the way back to the phantom menace when he's sitting in that pod racer and qui-gon goes feel don't think use your instincts right um and and like qui-gon was the same way like qui-gon didn't live by a code he wasn't bending over backwards for the jedi you know, council who told him no he cannot be trained right yeah, he did um, what he felt he did right. what he wanted to do because yeah. he he felt the force calling him to do it right and and anakin is living by a lot of the same philosophies right like he like a lot a lot of that we're seeing in in anakin as well and it makes you think like what what would anakin look like as an apprentice or as a master to ahsoka right now if obi-wan wasn't his master like what would it look like if qui-gon had trained anakin skywalker like what would have gone differently there um there's a, there's a lot to think about there, but yeah. um, but what we see is kind of those connections, but from this kind of like darkening Anakin Skywalker character. So like she he's like giving her good advice, but he's also giving her advice that a Jedi shouldn't really technically be living by, in a way, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially not by means of like the way that he does things. Um, you know, if every Jedi was like Anakin, the whole order would have fallen apart a long time ago. Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but it's not preventing the the corruption, right? Like as as the show goes on, you'll slowly, you know, quickly, well, quickly get to see uh it's like, whoa, like these are these are peacekeepers leading a war, right? And uh oh, and there was that conversation that Barris and Ahsoka were having in the cafeteria there before the clones burst in and start shooting them up, right? Mm -hmm. Um they uh uh, Ahsoka was talking about um, kind of the way that Anakin sees the future. And she said uh, something along the lines of how Anakin's vision of the future is a bit more radical. And, uh, you know, and and they were kind of discussing that whole, you know, possible like what happens when the war ends? Like, what do we do when this war is over? Right. And Ahsoka has this little thing that she says about like how, like, I don't really know how to live like a like a like a jedi like like you know or something like that what did she say again like um uh, there was some line about how um as a jedi she doesn't really know how to what to do like once this war is over yeah and it really sticks out to me because uh she is a part of this generation of jedi who have grown up knowing nothing 
about a galaxy without war, right? Like she became a Padawan at the turn of the Clone War, right? Like Anakin took her as on as a, an apprentice right when the war basically starts, right? And and that's all she knows. Like like for the last like, assuming that at this point it's been almost a year, um, because the Clone Wars lasts just over three years. Uh, like you know, at this point it's been like a year or whatever. We're a third of the way through the show, uh, ish, and it's like, man, like it really kind of brings you back and to think like. Wow, like she doesn't know who Qui Gon is. Like she doesn't know what like a, a Jedi is supposed to be as a diplomat and as a peacekeeper and as a guardian, right? Like all she knows is how to command an army of clone troopers to rip apart armies of battle droids, right? Like that Pretty is much. all she knows, right? Yeah. And it's 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 like this really kind of like subtle thing that stands out all the time to me when they say stuff like that. It's like, hey, like this constant reminder. It's like the Jedi don't even, like the new generation of Jedi don't even know how to be Jedi, right? Like it's like this constant thing that's like, whoa, like smacking you in the face. It's like, hello, yeah. like the Jedi don't even know how to be Jedi. Like there's a serious issue here. And yeah. even though her apprentice is Anakin Skywalker, uh, who's a, a, a great warrior and a great Jedi Knight, right? Um, like just the state of the galaxy itself uh, has having such an impact on you know, the Jedi who are stepping into the role as Jedi and straight up being sent off to war, right? Um, you know, you send a kid off to war, you're going to get a pretty messed up kid, yeah. like at the end of the day. And it's it's the same freaking thing. Like, you know, we're seeing it right here uh, on, a, on the Clone Wars. So, um, yeah, that was a big one that stands out to me. Like yeah. when I watched this episode, it's those little lines that really kind of add a ton of conversation. But definitely. Yeah. Um, there was something else I'm trying to remember. Uh, but, uh, you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for me too. Like I, that's, uh, those were kind of like the big topics, like the big points of conversation I noticed for those two episodes we just watched. Um, yeah, for sure. Nothing, yeah. nothing much past that for me. Um, oh, a little thing, now. a little thing. Um, so this episode having the whole confrontation between the clones and the Jedi, mm -hmm. major foreshadowing there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like clones hunting down Jedi, even though they're under mind control. Actually, without giving away too many spoilers, like I will say this entire thing was very foreshadowing. Um, and uh, if you if anyone out there listening has played Jedi Fallen Order. Um, or you know, watched episode three or watched episode three yeah exactly um, but uh, if you kind of have like you have a bit more of a personal experience when you're playing the game uh, Jedi Fallen Order there's a bit of a flashback sequence there uh, if uh, so a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't finished the game maybe tune out for the next like 30 seconds but uh, but yeah so like you're out you know you're playing as uh, as um, Cal the main character and he has a flashback to the Clone Wars where he's uh, with his master and Order 66 happens and him and his master are fighting the clones, and then the clones kill his master, and he manages to just barely escape with his life. But there's a whole sequence there where you're like fighting clones, and like and just before that, as your character's walking down the halls to his training room, the clones are like, hey man, how's it going? And they're like high-fiving him and kind of being all friendly because they're all friends, right? Um, and then the next thing, like, boom, like we're running down, shooting up the guns at you, we're gonna kill you kind of thing, like, and we don't even know what we're doing because we're under influence of something, right? Um, you know, execute order 66. And then 
boom, switch is flipped. Yeah. Like all these, all these clones that fought with the Jedi for three years, all of a sudden, all that personality, all that personal conversation is, is just gone. Yeah. And it's like, they just flipped their switch and then started attacking their generals. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. Like what just happened there? And the films don't exactly explain that, but this show does. Yeah. And by the end of the show, we'll all find out exactly what happens with the clones when that order is given. Like what exactly is in their head um, that makes them do what they do. So um, that'll yeah. be pretty fun to watch. I look forward to seeing that because that's a big, uh, you know, like that's a big point I've always thought of. Like when I watch episode three, it's kind of like. Like you said, like that that switch is flipped. They're just turn of a dime, and they're killing all the Jedi, and like they just they don't care. They go they go numb, and they just kill. So I've always yep. wondered that, but yeah, because like, forward to seeing that. It's easy to miss too, because like when you watch the movies, it's like, oh yeah, this is the next movie. Oh yeah, Anakin's hair is like longer, and the people have aged a little bit, and yeah. whatever, right? Like you don't really kind of like digest fully like how much time has gone by, how much war has actually happened in these like three years right and it's like a lot of stuff has happened so much stuff Mm -hmm. and and uh yeah and like all these characters have been through so much right but um one of the easy things to miss is like the relationship that has been built between characters like obi-wan and and commander cody right and and uh you know and and like that moment where he drops his lightsaber and before he rushes off to get grievous you know cody says oh and so I think you'll be needing this. And then he tosses up his lightsaber to Obi-Wan. He's like, ah, oh, thank you, Cody. All right, we got a battle to win here. And then he kind of like runs off, right? And then the next thing he knows, like Cody's getting a hologram from Palpatine. And and then, uh, you know, the time has come, execute Order 66. And then he's like, right away, sir. And then, you know, just orders the cannon to shoot him down. It's like, hold on a second here. Like, <laughs> this guy's been with his buddy for three years. I mean, like, if you made a friend and, you know, they were in your life for three years and then, you know, five seconds later, they just, you know, pull out a weapon and kill you. Like, that's weird, man. Like, I would be a little salty about it, I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, like, and br- like fighting a war together, too, like, that's a huge bonding thing. Oh, yeah, big like, time. You know, and, like, I, like I've, you know, had friends I've met at, like, camp and stuff, serving with them at camp, and, like, a month goes by, and it's like, they're, like, family, right? And and that's just, just it. Like, you know, if, like a coworker, for example, you just kind of bond with people at work because you're working with them every day, right? Yep. Like you're with them eight hours a day yep. uh, or more. And, um, you know, it's just the nature of things. So I got a feature right here from StarWars.com. It's just Dave Filoni, the director uh, of The Clone Wars, just kind of chatting about the final moments in the second episode that we watched, uh, Brain Invaders. And uh, it just he had a few little interesting things to say that kind of had a relevance to what we talked about. So uh, let's just play that and uh, check it out. And then uh, we'll head into the outro here. It's uh, it's about two minutes long. Please. Yeah, brain invaders. It can be pretty scary. Um, and I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's a body snatchers parasite episode, right? But where I feel we always do good for the audience is after the intensity, Anakin has this big sit down with Ahsoka and talks about it. I mean, it's what you're supposed to do when a young person's been traumatized. I mean, that's a lot for her to go through. And I think that that, you know, you need to see that. The kids need to see that, yes, there are, you know, scary things out there. Yes, there are things that are gonna challenge you. 
What does your master tell you? Be it friendships, difficult situations, but you have your friends, your mentors, your parents, in her case, Anakin there, to help guide you through it, to give you a sense of peace, a sense of comfort. And that scene at the end is, you know, is one of my favorite. And I think it makes the whole series of episodes, the series of four episodes about Geonosius kind of come to a close. <gasps> it's all right, Ahsoka, it's okay. You're safe. I think all that is very important. I wouldn't do that episode if we didn't have that scene. Because it, it, it cannot be just about the scary parasites infecting the clones. It cannot be about that. It has to be about the experience or ordeal, and then, most importantly, the outcome. Letting go of our attachments is a difficult struggle for all of us. You followed your instincts. I'm sure she would agree that you made the right choice. In the end, through great darkness, great light can prevail. All right, always great to have you, Diego, and always great for you guys to be, uh, you know, returning, listening. Uh, it's 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 awesome to see the numbers go up, and uh, you know, that being said, uh, keep sharing this podcast with a friend, uh, retweet our tweets, whatever. You know, it's just do what you can to help us out. Uh, just trying to get out there. Um, and, uh, you know, that being said, we're going to try and get some more episodes out for you guys. I know it's a weird time in the planet right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot more of you guys staying inside. So uh, we'll be doing our best to kind of like put out a little more. But let us know how we're doing. And, uh, you know, do you like uh, Clone Wars kind of like in this format, in this size, little shorter episodes? Uh, you know, maybe talking about two of them instead of like six at once kind of thing. Um, you know, just just let us know. Give us some feedback. Um Twitter is in the description. Email in the description. You're welcome to send us a voice memo there. And uh, we might even play it on the show if it's, uh, you know, something that we're able to kind of like use in terms of the conversation. Uh, so as far as Clone Wars progress goes, we're at like number 34 next or sorry, 36 next. 36 on the list is uh, if you're following along at home will be Grievous Intrigue. That'll be on the next episode that we watch. And uh, that means that we're almost halfway. So, uh, you know, we're making good progress. And, uh, you know, if you are enjoying the Clone Wars, let us know. Again, get in touch uh, and share this podcast with a friend, maybe somebody who's in isolation right now. Um, and uh, we'll be doing our best to reach you guys with the latest Star Wars conversation 24-7, uh, you know, week to week, whatever's new, we'll be talking about it. So, um, take care, everybody. Uh, stay safe out there. And uh, may the Force be with you.